0: Okay, a difficult question for you guys tonight. So this is like you got to be really honest with me. Have you ever done something like really, really naughty and your parents have been really cross with you? Yeah, yeah. Have you? Have you? Yeah. Don't believe it because you guys just look so perfect. But I know. And let let me ask you: Are they? St- all cross with you? No. Huh? Check, just checking. No. 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 Not still mad. No. No, he's not still mad with you. No. Okay. I remember once I, so I have to confess as well. So once my mum said to me, we had a long driveway and it um, went down straight to the road and it was a long, straight driveway and it went down a hill and it was quite cool. We used to see, have competitions to see who could ride the fastest down the driveway and but there was a little problem back in the olden days push bikes bicycles had they didn't have brakes on the handlebars they had brakes on the pedals you pedal backwards and that that was the brake and one day me and my friend we said hey let's have a competition to see if you go the fastest down the driveway and i went first and as i got halfway down the driveway there was a pothole in the driveway and i went over the pothole and my chain came off and that was i'd had no brakes anymore so i was kind of scared but i couldn't do anything so i went straight going really fast i was going as fast as i could because i pedaled hard out and i went straight across the road into the ditch and hit the fence on the other side so my mum said to me after that no more not allowed to go riding down the driveway So guess what I did after? I rode down the driveway, very naughty, and my mother was very cross. In fact, she was so cross, she went and got the wooden spoon out of the kitchen, and she made me bend over, and she smacked me on the bottom. Now, it was unusual for my mother to do that, because I was the youngest of eight, and so all my older brothers and sisters got all the or the wooden spoon. And by the time she got to me, they were so, wi- so much wiser and skilled as parents. They didn't have to do that. But here's the thing. I was really upset, you know, crying and, <laughs> you know, that real deep cry you do, like, <laughs> you know, like that, oh, man. And I was, cause my mum was so mad at me and my mum was always so kind and I was so upset. And I went to my room and then, and then you know what happened though? What really, really gave me a shock? One of my brothers came and said, oh, come for tea. Come for tea. And you know why I was shocked at that? You can think why I was a bit surprised and shocked. Yeah? Why? Yes. That's right. I thought my mum just was never going to love me ever again because I've been so naughty. I thought, oh, she'd smacked me. That was it. I'm, I'm never going to get another meal. I'm going to have to go and live somewhere else, beg on the streets and all that. But by dinner time, it was all over and I had to come to the table. Obviously, I was a bit quieter that night at the dinner table. But I got dinner because my mum loved me and my dad loved me and they weren't angry with me anymore. Isn't that amazing? So I don't know what Pastor Ejimara is going to preach on tonight. All I do know. I know the passage, but I don't know everything he's going to say. But the passage talks about how God loves to restore us, how God loves to bless us, even though with Israel, he was angry with them and judged them and punished them and sent them away into exile. He also promised them that he would bring them back and bless them. Isn't that a wonderful picture of how God is so kind to us? Yeah. So listen up for that. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you are such a gracious God. You are long suffering. You are slow to anger. But even when your anger and your and your punishment and your discipline is upon us. It is just such a brief thing. It's short and and soon you you restore your people you you turn back to us with loving kindness and and grace. So help us always to remember that that even when we feel that we have done something really, really bad and we have really sinned hard out against you, that we would remember that your anger will not last forever but that you will restore us, you do love us, and you will bring us back into table fellowship with yourself. So help us to trust you, help us to know that you love us, and that your love runs deep, even when we fall short of your standards, as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've already heard a part of this in the call to worship, we've already sung a part of it, just a minute ago, and then let's read this together. Listen to God's word. Isaiah 35, verse 1. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon, and they shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with recompense of God. He shall come and save you. shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk in the, on the way, even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Amen. May God bless that reading of his word. Okay, brothers and sisters, I am here one more time,
1: once again, uh with this precious opportunity to share the the word of god uh last week i told you about my problem with my niece with the word uh earthquake no yes what is a earthquake <laughs> for uh, now to, today <laughs> maybe you can feel uh the 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 earthquake well, earthquake. <laughs> yes, harmonies. Okay, we are before uh, this special text, uh, a text for the people of God there, but also for us today, uh, because we are the people of God for all eternity. I would like to invite you to this time uh, of uh, prayer, and I would like to pray for us. Let's pray father in heaven thank you for this opportunity to be here before your presence father you are our god we need to to receive your message father please give us this privilege to listen your voice use my life um uh open my my mouth and uh speak to your people to our heart father um uh we 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 need your grace your help for this reason we pray for this father Uh, bless us for your glory in jesus name we pray years once we the lord's people are a joyful people this joy is not because uh everything is going well for us but because we are a people full of hope We can experience very difficult things but we have God's promises. God's promises are very important for our time of pilgrimage on this earth towards our uh, heavenly homeland. We must walk on this earth but with our heart in heaven. God's faithful promise encourage us to persevere, moving forward even in the midst of adversity. Think about how important these promises were to the first Christians in narrow uh, arenas. How important they were to the Christian slaves who suffered being abused, tortured, and ra- raped during slavery in the Americas. Maybe you know about this, this hard time for these people. Think about the Christians who lived through the two world wars. Think of so many brothers and sisters suffering difficult illnesses. Think. Of so many servants of God who have been suffering in the world in environments hostile hostile to the Christian faith, sometimes we lose sight of what is stored for us in Christ, because our hearts are so rooted in the things of this present time that our vision of future Glory becomes cloudy. We must remember that the things of this world are temporary. Everything here passes and can change from one minute to the next minute. One day you are healthy, and the next you can be sick. One day you are at home at peace with your family and the next day this peace can go away. There is nothing safe in this world except what God has promised us. We must be careful with this world that tries to influence us with a secularized uh, materialist an immediateist philosophy of life that teach us to look at our existence only thinking about the here and now. The idea is usually if everything is fine now, nothing else matters because the important thing is to be fine uh, here and now. In Christ we have the opportunity to walk in this world, but with our eyes on the promises granted in Christ. Isaiah chapter 35 uh, is one of these hope-filled reminders from God. This text was given by the Lord to encourage His people in the face of the afflictions they were already experiencing and uh, others that were yet to come. We are not sure if they were already in Babylon, Babylon, but even if they were not. Their life was not easy because they had suffered the Assyrian desolation. It is because their own sins. Their own sins. Remember this. When we read chapter 35 the scenario is one of despair inspiring great concerns and fears. God's judgment would come upon all nations. But in chapter 35 35, God paints a picture full of colors and images that inspires hope and brings relief to the hearts of his people because the news is that they would be preserved. When we talk about the Lord's people, we are not talking about all the people of Israel, but only those. Who believed and trusted in God's promises and remained faithful. Through the te- this text, we will see that God has a reason for his redeemed people to rejoice even in suffering. The reason is hope. Hope. And in this text, God gives us hope in the following promises. The first promise, the promise to see the glory of God. Pay attention here. The promise to see the glory of the Lord. This message for a people that lived against God uh, for a long time. It's difficult to have hope when all you see is desolation. You have probably already had the experience of seeing a desert ascend or desert sin. even if only through videos. It is an inhospitable hospitable hospitable, distressing and lonely scenario. When you contemplate a reality like this, you wonder how something new can happen in this place then the view that God's people had of their surroundings was like this, it did not inspire hope. If they had already experienced the Babylonian seed, the situation was extremely terrifying. We had to go back to Jeremiah to understand a little of what this disparate environment was about. Jeremiah saw things that no human being would want to see. To better understand this, take time out of your schedule and read uh, Jeremiah's book of Lamentations. But allow me to show you some things through Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 4. How long will the land mourn And the grass of every field wither for the evil of those who dwell in it, the beasts and the birds are swept away because they said he will not see our later end. Brothers and sisters, one of the great demands of military invasions in wartime conflicts was the destruction caused where they lo- they took place the fields were destroyed and the land became infertile 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 sorry the earth groaned because of man's sin creation fled the presence of evil in the greed of nations in the merciless acts of human pride bringing suffering and pain besieged by the Babylonians suffering and death were seen within the walls of Jerusalem let's look at this verse more in Lamentations of Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 10 the hands of compassionate women have boiled their own children They became their food during the destruction of the daughter of my people. Jeremiah saw all this and wept, holding on to the hope previously previously announced through prophets like Isaiah prophesying in this passage. Pay attention in Lamentations chapter 3. Verse 20 to 25. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the warm wood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is uh, bound uh, down within me. But this is called to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. Words of uh, or from Jeremiah words of lamentation but with a heart in the hope of God the prophet the prophetic word through Isaiah encourages the people with the promise that this context of desolation would see the glory of the Lord and would be restored the announcement was Behold your God Behold him Who sits on the throne Trust in his promises He will save them He will care for them He will restore them Our God Has pleased please, Pleasure in To restore us Your people Your chosen people The fulfillment The fulfillment all this promise begins at the first coming of Christ, when hope is confirmed. Jesus is the visible expression of the glory of God. The salvation promised by God has already begun and will be consummated at the second coming of Christ. Justice has been satisfied and satisfied, and in Him we receive salvation. We have the promise that this reality will be completely restored. The restorative work work carried out by the Lord is in process, as the gospel gospel is advancing among the nations, saving lives. According to Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14, the earth is being filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord through Christ, Jesus Christ. My dears ones, we all go through sadness, loss, suffering and pain. Many question whether or not it is worth staying alive. Many people go so far as to take their own lives. In this passage, we are encouraged to help each, each other with this message Jesus has already come, salvation has already happened, God's glorious restoration is happening. Stand firm because the consummation will come. Trust in the promises, persevere in this hope. Always look to Jesus because he is the perfect image of God, the presence of the glory of God among us, God with us. Do not despair. He is our hope. With him came our salvation, but also the restoration of all things. We can hope in him because he is the maximum fulfillment of the word of God. John chapter 1 verse 14 tells us, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and Truths based on these words isaiah tells us strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees say to those who have an anxious heart be strong fear not behold your god will come with vengeance with the recompense of god He will come and save you. In Jesus, sin and death were conquered. But God has a second promise for us in this text. The second promise is the promise of a new reality. When we read verse 5 to 7, we can see an obvious connection to the ministry of Christ. During His messianic ministry on earth, Jesus gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, the mute spoke and the lame walked. This same message is repeated several times throughout the book of Isaiah. This statements may refer to physical events as happened with the miracles performed by Christ, but they also point to a deeper spiritual reality. More than healing uh, healing people and improving their lives, the coming of Jesus brought humanity the possibility of living in the presence of God without sin and the damage Caused by it. In chapter twenty, uh, in Isaiah chapter twenty-nine, Isaiah speaks of the condition of God's people resulting from their own sins. Using physical figures to point to spiritual spiritual realities, he speaks of the inability of God's people to delight in to delight in Him due to spiritual deficiencies caused by a life dominated by sin jesus came to free the captive from the dominion of darkness so that those who previously could not see could see those who previously could not hear could hear those who previously previously could not speak, could speak. And those who previously could not walk, could now walk. All of these cures are more than physical. They are spiritual in the soul, in the heart. Spiritual faculties, once damaged by sin, were healed by the power of grace in jesus christ note that just as the healings in verses 5 and 6 part a are physical pictures of something spiritual the elements that appear in part b of verse 6 and verse 7 are speaking of spiritual things they speak of the abundance Of God's grace made available to his people. Let's see. Verse 6, part B. For waters break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirty ground springs of water, in the haunt of jackals, where they lie down. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. My dear ones, these verses are talking about a new reality, reality starting from Christ. Never before Christ was the Word of God so read, so read, uh, meditated, won, studied, preached and taught. Touch. In Christ, a spring of living waters was open flowing abundantly, producing and renewing life through the word, prayer, and communion with the people of God. The hearts that were in a desert where chakels, jackal, lived become oases produced by the grace of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus said to the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4, verse 13 uh, to 14, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. Thirsty, thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Amazing, no? We are living these promises in fulfillment. These words to the people there are happening now. God has blessed us in Jesus with an inexhaustible source source of resources to endure the hour of affliction, to persevere in the face of spiritual struggles and to prevail in the face of attacks against our hearts. When hope is stolen from us, we can run in search search of these spiritual resources that are available to God's people in this new reality. When your heart begins to fail and in the face of difficult circumstances, discouragement begins to overcome you, seek the Lord in the Word in prayer and in communion with the people of God who are united in Christ so that each of us may receive the care of Christ through caring for each other. This promised new new reality has already begun. God's resources for His people are available. Let us not waste waste the great privilege of rejoicing in these promises that are already being fulfilled in our time, looking forward to their consummation, consummation at the second coming of Christ. Until now, we have two promises here to see the glory of God. To live in a new reality. Because God fulfilled His promise in promise in Jesus Christ. But we have another promise here. The third promise. The promise of a a new place. In verses 8-10 to we see the last promise. Have you ever taken... A vacation and been away from home for long, for so long that the fun uh vacation started to get boring, and you wanted to go back to the comfort of your home? Yes or no? One week is good, two weeks good. Three weeks, oh I uh start uh to uh uh tire, no. To be tired, yes, it's possible that we have all experienced this, this happens because even though it's good to be away from home, our home is our place of comfort. The world may give us some some pleasure, but they will never feel the emptiness in our hearts. And we still need to understand that many of them could be highly destructive. God's word in Peter tells us that we are sojourners and exiles on this earth. Peter made this statement because in Jesus he understood more deeply the transience of our life on this earth and that our true home is reserved with the lord it is interesting that abraham lived a long time before peter and already had this feeling in his heart see with me hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 to 10 the text tells us by faith abraham Obeyed when he was called to go out, to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a. What is the word he, at here? For foreign, foreign lands living in tents with isaac and jacob hears with him of the same promise for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations whose designers and builder is god living here but with his eyes in the, the city prepared for God for us. The people of God was in a hard situation. Because um, their sins. But God has a promise for them. To restore them. God g- gave them this promises For them... And for us now, because the, uh, the this promise are the same promises for all people, whole people of God. When we understand what is promised to us in Christ, we should begin to long for our return to our true home. The la- lack of this understanding can be a great risk to our souls. We have many texts in the word of God that tells us that we do not belong to this world. Jesus was the one who spoke most about this. Despite so many texts in scripture that reminds us of this, we have a strong tendency to become attached uh, to the world and ignore What God offers us. The same people of Israel. In a hard place like Babylon. Forgot the uh, true home. Jerusalem. The place where is the temple. The place where God has a relationship with him. And this is God's. Last promise in this te- text. Text. When once, once again, the figures appear, seeming to be the announcement of post-exile return towards Jerusalem. Even though this happened after seven, seventy years uh, of captivity in Babylon, when we look at the words in this text, we notice three things that tells us. He is talking about something other than his return. Verses 8 to 9. The first thing we can see here. A pass, path that only the pure will pass. He is announcing a sinless reality. Now? No. In a, another place. The second thing and the third thing. Is in the verse 10. The second thing is an everlasting joy will fill the hearts of the redeemed. He is speaking of a permanent and eternal reality. The third thing here sorrow and groaning will flee from the redeemed of the Lord. He is talking about a reality of incorruptibility. When we read this description, we see that it points to a new reality beyond the post-exilic return to Jerusalem. This part of the text speaks of the heavenly Jerusalem, the new heaven and the new earth. My beloved brothers and sisters, God has given us the promise of a new home. There is no place in this world for us. He, uh, Here we are like the wind that comes and then leaves, But Jesus conquered for us a new home with the Lord. We must be careful not to expect too much from this world and cling to it as if this were the last place in our existence remember john's words in revelation 21 verse 1 to 4 then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with men, he will dwell with them. And they will be his people and God himself will be with them and th- uh, their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore uh, for the former things have passed away. This text is connected with this third promise to the people there and to us now. This is the place in life we should strive for every day. This day will come for us because God's promises are faithful and they are Faithfully fulfilled. In conclusion, brothers and sisters, the joy of the redeemed is in the promises of God. The main one is Jesus, the incarnate God. He is the greatest of all the joys we can have in our existence because all the Father's promises are fulfilled. In Him in Him we can see the glory of the Father. In Him we can live a new reality in which all the resources we need to pilgrimage on this earth until our last breath of life are in Him. In Him we have the promise that one day we will live in the new heaven and the new earth. my dear ones my dear church struggles will come and we are not free from them we must remember that we are still in a fallen reality even if they are bad and painful god has multiply purposes through them when we are in suffering we must remember that everything will pass, because God has a promise of a new place for us. Augustus Nicodemus, a theologian and pastor of our denomination in Brazil, tells us that the sufferings of this present time are a reminder that this world is not our home even though it appears to be. Our house is being prepared by Jesus so that we can be with him eternally. When we are going through afflictions, let us cling to God's promises. Let us walk in this world, but always keeping our eyes on everything God has prepared for us, in what we have already received and in what awaits us. Jesus is proof that God's promises are faithful. Who has already come to the world once and will return a second time to seek us and we will live eternally with eternally with him in the new heaven and new earth let us rejoice because we are the lord's redeemed people upon whom whom the promises have been fulfilled are being fulfilled and will continue to be fulfilled god bless us and help us to uh, put our eyes in his promises. His promises is a uh, desire of our God to work with our hearts during our walking in this earth until to arise in our house, in our true house with jesus eternally let's pray father in heaven like israel sometimes we have uh, ignored you but you have um love uh, you have uh care with us father And you take our lives in your hand because we are your beloved people chosen before the creation, Father. Thank you because during this time sometimes, Father, we need to pass through uh, difficult situations because we need to learn more and more To trust in you, Father. But during this hard time, you give us these promises. Father, thank you because this time will pass. One day we will be with you in a new place without sin without corruption corruption. without pain without um, cry without death with you eternally thank you father for these
0: promises
1: we need these promises all the time and one more time once again father you remember us about your love about your uh, faithful faithfulness thank you father thank you because we have you in our lives thank you because we have jesus christ in our lives in him we have hope because he is the fulfillment of your promises to the people there, but to us now. Praise be your name, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.